Welcome back. Hi, ladies. How are we? Hello. Hello. Excellent. Great, thanks. Welcome back to Reassembly Required. We are here in the command centre. I am your Director of Information, Gillian. I am joined by our Special Operative, Sarah. How are you, Sarah? I'm very well. And our Science Officer, because she mixes the best cocktails <laughs> in S.H.I.E.L.D., it's Katie Kinnan. Hello. Uh, ladies, we have a very special guest with us today. It is the 2016 Eurovision viewer correspondent. <laughs> it's 12 points to Gareth himself. Gareth Davis, yay! Can I talk now? You can talk now. That's exciting. I can talk now. Hi. I will let you talk now. Hey. How are you, Gareth? I'm so tired, but I'm here and I'm committed. I love that you're committed. Yeah. You will be very committed after this mm-hmm. too, possibly to a mental institution. Um, okay, so we need to catch you up, first of all. Yes. So we have all given ourselves, and we've debated it, so we all agree, yeah. um, where we kind of fall with our MCU knowledge. Yeah. Okay, so there's a six-tier power scale, which is basic humans, enhanced humans, superhumans, bleeding edge, subcosmic, and cosmic. I had myself a bleeding edge, but made a terrible, terrible, I heard, terrible I heard error. Your mistake. I think Bill Bixby will never ever recover from what I said <laughs> and what and that I called him Bruce Boxleitner. So I am now a superhuman. We have a superhuman, superhuman. Katie, and we have. I can't remember what you were, Sarah. I'm down from yeah, superhuman. Yeah, we were going with enhanced. Enhanced. That's what we were yeah. going with. Oh, are you enhanced? Yeah. You two are enhanced yeah, humans. No. So we only just scraped through enhanced as well. So oh, okay. It's borderline. That's why we suck. Okay. (laughs) We have two enhanced humans and a superhuman. Where would you fall, Gareth? I put myself in superhuman as well. Oh, I've got a buddy. It's the buddy system. I don't want to, like, big note myself and say I'm better than I am because there's things I just don't remember and I'm lazy and old. I get it. I understand. Um, Also... definitely need to downgrade to human. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just briefly, too, what, um, what brought you to the MCU? What brought me to the MCU? Yep. Like, what was the first? What was the initial? Or what was the thing that swayed me? Or what, what? Both. Kind of, what was the first movie you saw and what made you go and see that film? Look, okay, so Iron Man was obviously the first movie that I saw. Um, and I remember when it came down, I remember I thought, what a stupid fucking decision. That's right, we're allowed to swear. We I'm are allowed to swear. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. A stupid fucking decision to start with that superhero of all the Marvel superheroes in the world yeah. why do it and I really think it was just Robert Downey Jr. that made it succeed um, and I loved it I loved the movie I didn't just love him I loved everything about it I loved the characters I loved the way it was done I loved I loved I walked out loving going I didn't think I was going to enjoy that it was at that point in my life where I saw every movie whether it was good or shit yep. <laughs> and that was really really good and yes that sort of won me over from there but even then I wasn't like an MCU sort of thing I remember seeing Incredible Hulk and not tying the two together and then, oh, no, there's yes. a second Iron Man. Okay, cool, I'll go see that. And suddenly Thor came out, like, oh, oh, no, okay, this is the okay, here we go. Anyone go this is a thing, yeah. So, <laughs> I do believe thing. that Thor was the one that actually MCU'd me. Oh, yes. the one that we're talking about today. That's why I'm here, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. Um, so just very mm. quickly, what's your favorite movie in the MCU? Winter Soldier, hands down, hands down. And who's your favourite character in the MCU? Bucky. That's right. Oh. That's right. I'd just like to, right. to acknowledge the tension, the in, the tension in the room between Sarah and Gareth over Bucky Can I just, I just ask everyone in the room who has a Winter Soldier tattoo, raise your hand. Now, listeners, you'll notice that I it's would just li- me raising my hand. Nobody I would else. like to acknowledge Gareth raising said hand. Thank you. Just me. 
Uh, and it's true, he does. He has. He's the only one of us here who has an MCU tattoo on That's his right. body. It's pretty impressive too. Thank I you. like it. Thank you. Okay, so today we are talking about... Chlamydia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, we've spoken about chlamydia all evening. Um so let me give you some background info on Thor. So Thor is directed by, and Gareth and I are the theatre people in the room, Kenneth Branagh. Oh. We're fangirling over here. <laughs> we'll explain Humans. more about that at the moment. Um, screenplay by Ashley Edward Miller, Zach Stentz and Don Payne. Again, these are people that I don't think have come back and done... No, but it's classic other... Stentz. It's classic Stentz. I'm a classic Payne myself. Mm. So... Um, they haven't come back, but again, the writing on this show is actually really good yes, for this correct. movie. Correct. Um, so let's put it in comparison to the Iron Man's. Oh, okay. So its budget was 150 million, which was the same as Incredible Hulk, uh-huh. um, and its box office was 449. So it kind of Slightly doubled what <laughs> what Hulk did. The poor oh. thing. Um, I feel like the Hulk's now the standard for what we're holding <laughs> the rest of the MCU up on until we get to Dark World. Mm. Until we get to Dark World. I can't wait. It's very soon. Snapping it. <laughs> so we're still at Paramount. So at this point, we've got um, four movies in the MCU. Three of them have been distributed by Paramount. One's been distributed by Universal. Can we guess what the Universal one was? <laughs> yeah, it was the one that Katie snapped out of existence. It was the Hulk. Um, so Paramount know what they're doing. Um, we still have straight up murder in this, but it's much more family friendly because it's actually alien beings who are being straight up murdered. Um, Which is so what we like. Okay. As human beings, that's what we want. Mm. Yeah. Un- unlike Iron Man who straight up shot people in the head. Terrorists. when he was. <laughs> oh, you don't call them people. Okay. All right. No, they're human. People. Well, they're human beings still. No. Shut down. <laughs> Shut down. Um, so we've still got Strap Murder, but it's much more family friendly. And I think this really is the first Disney-esque film. This is the family friendly, ties into everything that kind of is, is the values of Disney. Because they fall in Disney. love in about three minutes and then it's like, yay. I actually have a point about that at the end. Preempting. Yeah, which is fantastic. Um, so it's set place in Puente Antiguo, which actually translates to old or ancient bridge in um, ah, Spanish. Yeah, see what they've done with the whole mm. thing with the Bifrost and the Rainbow Bridge and the Einstein Rosen Bridge. So I just thought that was interesting. That's just a little fact that I found out. We used to date a guy with that name. Puente Antigua. Yeah. I'm not sure you still don't. <laughs> probably he he do. probably thinks you are still dating. You just haven't called. Don't know how to break up with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say burn him. <laughs> Burning bridges. It's very late here. Straight up death. Straight, straight up murder. Unlike Iron Man 2, which had straight up boobs. So <laughs> Thank you, Paramount. <laughs> I know. Where did they go? Come back. Mm. Um, brilliant. Okay, so just let's get an overall feel what we thought of Thor. Katie. Loved it. You need to talk more. It's a podcast. <laughs> overall, um, I liked the fact that it did fit well in the universe yep. and that you still had your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. mixing in. Um, and you could see how it was going to fit into the bigger picture. Brilliant. Um, I did like the storyline also. Sarah? Um, I wouldn't say I loved it. I enjoyed it, but I don't love um, when people, like when the whole thing is about people falling in love in about three minutes and it's like, oh my God, my whole life is devoted to this person that I just met. Sorry, I know you have a point about that, but I'm just getting it across. (laughs) That's fine, but I 
don't think that's the entire point I of the know, film. I know, but, like, it's what... And he's, like, watching her from the bridge, and he's like, oh, I need to get back. And it's like, calm down, mate. You know? I think he's pretty calm, but we can debate this <laughs> later on. <laughs> Gareth, thoughts? Loved it. It is my favourite Phase 1 movie. Oh, he's getting into phases. We're not that high tech. I know, but, um, I maybe I bumped it. myself up, didn't I? <laughs> I honestly think you are bleeding edge. Actually, I wouldn't have been surprised if you said subcosmic, and I would not have thought you on it. No, at all. I'm not that much of a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Chlamydia. Okay, so <laughs> I personally love this film. Thor had always been my favourite Marvel character. As we know, that's how I got into Marvel, Hawkeye in a film. Um, unfortunately, not such a hot guy, I feel, in this film. Um, but I still loved the cinematography. I liked the director's choices. I liked the characters. I liked how the storyline flowed. I liked the writing. I think it was edited really well. And I loved the fact that Kenneth Branagh tends to bring his own team onto um, productions with him. And Patrick Doyle has composed for all of his films. And I love the Thor theme. I just think it's... It's perfect for Correct. a superhero music. Correct. Music, movie. Superhero musical, everyone. Now, <laughs> would we like to know who was up for the role of Thor? I love this because place. I Favourite think part. that, to me, he's the, he's the one weak part of the film. Look, okay, I know one of the people who are up to it, and I think they should have gotten it. Um... But obviously, it's. I really think that Chris Hemsworth got the role simply due to height. And you know what? I was checking his height out next to um, Stellan Skarsgård, who's not a small person, mm. and he freaking towers over yeah. him. He's a very tall guy. Chris Hemsworth is not. Well, in his before pre Thor years, is not an overly massively built guy, but has the frame that when he builds up, obviously in Thor, he mm. doesn't look disproportioned. Okay. So he was big. You could build him up. He looks naturally. He doesn't look like I have a small head and I have massive arms and that sort he of stuff. He did not look like the CGI Hulk from Incredible Hulk that had not done leg day and no, was all shoulders. No, he did not. He, he was looked, look, They did that well and he looked well. But, yeah, there is another person I thought would have acted infinitely better. Okay, so I don't know if he's on my list. So I'm going to read out the list that I have mm. and you can tell me if he's there or not. So what I've read from a few sources was that the first pick was Daniel Craig. Oh. That is disgusting. I find him old AF for that role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just cast Brad Pitt. Now it... Oh, God. Oh, my God. Why? Why? <laughs> Why are you not him? <laughs> um, Daniel Craig, I understand from a Kenneth Brenner point of view because he would have gone, ah, English theatre yeah. actor. Right. Let's go. Um, Channing Tatum <laughs> was on the list. <laughs> this one I love. Paul Levesque, known as Triple H from the WWE, and when you actually look at pictures of him, he looks like Thor. <laughs> Probably couldn't act his way out of a paper bag, but then he does take fake hits for a living, so who knows? Fair point. Go. Fair point. Um, Charlie Hunnam. Um, who you would probably know from the King Arthur movie. What else was he in recently? Pacific Rim job. Pacific Rim. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Pacific Rim. Yep, Pacific Rim. Um, that was the one I was talking about, by the way. Oh, that's who you think yes, should have got it? that's who I think should have oh, got it. Oh, mate. Alexander Skarsgård, so Stellan Skarsgård's Eric Solvig's son. Um, Which I think was just a true blood thing at the time to be honest with you which is fine but then I looked at him in Tarzan the other day and I'm like oh 
Yeah. <laughs> you kind of got that it. It's all right. Um, Joel Kinnaman, who is like like the C-grade Alexander Skarsgård. Right. Like, I, I actually really enjoy him in a TV series called The Killing, which is actually based off a Swedish Norse TV show. But he was fucking terrible in Suicide Squad. Speaking of Suicide Squad, who's Bam- um, Boomerang guy? Oh, um, Jai Courtney, who was Captain Boomerang. Yes, I feel like he's C-grade Tom Hardy, and then Jai, um, then, um, what's his name? Joel Kinman is D-grade Tom Hardy. Oh, dear. There's wow. many grades <clears throat> of Tom Hardy. Oh, look, I wouldn't <laughs> even put Joel Kinman near Tom Hardy. Yeah, it's fair. No, personally. Fair. Um, Tom Hiddleston was also up for it, and I actually found a still from his, um, his um, screen, screen test. Yeah. He looked weird AF. <laughs> it just didn't fit. Again, well, what I said before is here is someone that if you... You could bulk up and look, Christian Bale's done everything known to mankind. He's also shrunk. Right, yeah. He's shrunk shrunk down like with Richard the Jones himself. But I think Tom Middleton's that person, if you bulked him up, his head would look tiny. Yeah. His frame would look weird. And even though he probably... He, he would be the opposite of Chris Evans in the beginning of <laughs> Captain America. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about it. She was like, oh... The way that they did him with that little body and that big head, it looks so wrong. And I said, yes, but I've also seen pictures of him as a pubescent teen and it's actually not far far off the mark. And I love you and I don't care. (laughs) That's how much I love you. Um, Okay, so do we want to know who was up for Loki? Yes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Go for gold. Definitely. Jim Carrey was the first choice. Ooh. Again, Brad Pitt and Jim Carrey. There's a a completely different movie. oh, 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 yes. Oh, someone make that film. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, yeah. I just got really excited by that. Great film. Anyway. Great film. Josh Hartnett wouldn't say no, but he would have been sexy Loki. <laughs> he, would, <laughs> he would have been bedroom mm, eyes Loki. Mm, it's a bit brutish. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and Charlie Cox. I We may know Charlie. Him. I appreciate him too, but this is how he got Daredevil, was through his... um. Yeah. But I believe I they made the right choice there. I don't think he got a Loki. No, I think Tom Hiddleston was amazing. So again, we have a very strong opening. And like Iron Man 2, and unlike the Hulk, they don't think the audience is unintelligent to find out what's happening. So we have Anthony Hopkins narrating about the gods, but basically that everyone had blind belief back then. It was just a thing. And I like that too, because it's also like an opening to the audience to go, don't question this. We're talking about a god that's about to come to Earth. It, this is, and this is one of the m- things I love about this movie and why it ranks so high in my phase one. Yes, that's right, I said it. <laughs> said it. Is that we've gone... In the big, okay, going back. Once upon a time. <laughs> um, the major thing that separates, for me, Marvel from DC is DC sets itself in um, fictional cities. Yeah. Like Gotham Metropolis don't exist. So yep. they, and they never, if you read the comics sort of go from a worldly point of view. It's always yep. something's happening in Gotham, something's happening in Metropolis. Yeah. Whereas the Marvels set themselves in... It's in New York. It's, it's in, in the real it's, world. It's, it's in yeah. the real world and it happens. And we've gone from Iron Man being very real world, even though, like, yes, we know it's not really believable when you think about it. He's going to create a super flies and does all that stuff and rockets just come out of anywhere. It was still a believable thing we went with and they still gave a lot of basis of fact behind it. Even the Incredible Hulk changed it from the horrible Eric Bana Hulk and then made it a bit more... Bouncy banner. Yeah, bouncy banner. <laughs> made it a bit more real. And now we've done this thing which is very risky of going, you know what, we're literally going to another planet now and we're going to make you believe that and yeah. not go, oh, this is just all magic and fluff. Yeah. It was actually pulled off exceptionally well. So what's the best way to do that when you are talking about 
outer space as well as Norse myth, you get the white man's Morgan Freeman, which is Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> to narrate the beginning Correct. of the show. But then not only that, it dovetails at the end where it's not just him talking to the audience like, I need you all to come along with me. He's actually talking to Thor and Loki and yeah. trying to teach them a lesson. I'm like, yes. Makes sense. Buying in, we've met the family, this is great. Um, so it starts strong. I love it. Um, I just sorry. I've got great cast: Idris, Anthony, Tom. How young does Tom Hiddleston look in this when film? When you watch it again, it's like, he oh. has this baby face. I didn't realize. Um, so I thought it was good. Okay, Asgard is as glossy AF. Correct. I don't know how they filmed without having to stop every five minutes and get, like, spray and wiped onto their Mm. armour because there's almost a time when Lady Sif, she's absolutely reflective. Mm. Um, I don't know if I like the costumes. That's probably one thing that's kind of in my not-so-great pile about this. No, I like them. Okay. I like Asgard. I like everything they did with it. Okay. Compared to the comics, as another one... Thor comics from the 80s are the only comics I ever read. I love them. I love them so much. My brother read Captain America and I got Thor and that. I just started reading Thor and I loved it. And Thor was the only comic I've ever done, except for Blue and Red Superman, but that's another story. Oh, don't worry, there will be a DC (laughs) podcast. I love that one. But, um, no, I think, yeah, everything, I think it worked because everything they did from costume to the design of Asgard to colours and all that sort of thing and palette and all that sort of stuff, it contributed towards it being... Enjoyable. Now, Sarah, you had something to say about the costumes in regards to something we were talking about with Tony Stark. Mm. And what would this be? There's a lot of titty. The nipples <laughs> are out in full force, mm. aren't they? Yeah. Full force. Um, so I'm going to throw it out there. As someone who suffers from hard nippleage, <laughs> and I do, anytime I wear any form of tidy shirt or singlet, they just come out and I can chip glass with them. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come from the land of the ice and snow, it's very hard. <laughs> To keep that under control. Look, we aren't criticising the nipples. We're saying we want to see more of it. More nippleage. We've been objectified for so many years. Get your tits out, boys, is what we're trying to say. And not in a Joel Schumacher kind of a way. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, so nipples in full force. Thor's eyebrows, not so much. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? (laughs) Where'd they go? I think that was probably a mistake. I'm glad they rectified that in later... Mm -hmm. I feel, this is another thing, I feel what they did, because if you look at Charlie Hunnam, he has exceptionally light white, because he's naturally that colour, whereas Chris Hemsworth is that sort of blonde that you can see, he grows an orange beard. To be honest, but when you look at his brothers, who are quite dark, he's beach blonde. Yeah. He's Aussie beach blonde, he's not. No, he's definitely not like... Like Swedish blonde, Northern Hemisphere and so I kind of feel again that the ideal person's been copied and gone. Oh, you're not really Johnny Hummer, so we're just trying to make you kind of look like the ideal person that wasn't tall enough. Just put him in platform shoes for Christ's sakes. <laughs> anyway, it's been done now. Anyway, I didn't like those eyebrows. I'm just putting that out there. Fair, that's a fair All criticism. Yeah. Um, I also like that these Marvel movies are very much setting themselves in their own world, like we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but you get those lovely little nods to the comics. So we got um, in the beginning scene in Asgard where he's walking through the procession and we've got the helmet with the wing feathers on the side. Um, And we also acknowledge that Donald Blake was a person. And I love that we acknowledge that Donald Blake was a person. So in the comics... Um, let me put it this way. So Wonder Woman's alter ego is Diana Prince, and in the original Thor comics, Donald Blake was Thor's alter ego when he came to Check. Earth. Incorrect. Yeah. Oh, I'm, ter- I'm terribly sorry. Donald Blake was his first, I wouldn't say meat suit, but he 
consciously possessed Donald Black. Yes, but that's still also an alter ego as well. So I'm half oh, wrong. Come half wrong. <laughs> thank you. Half wrong. Give me a half wrong. Thank you very much. But it also, what I did like about that, that they still made Donald Black the Doctor. And yes, another thing I loved about it, and we're going to, I'm sure we're going to touch on it. Yeah. is that Jane Foster was originally a nurse. Yes, and they yes. changed that into the science thing, which I think tied in beautifully to make us believe and explain yep. the realisms behind the Rainbow Ice and Original yeah. that sort of stuff. Plus, when these comics were first written, there wasn't much that women were doing except being secretaries and nurses and correct yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But yep. now we can be freaking astrophysicists, Only like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. We've got CEOs, Pepper yeah. Potts. We've got oh. astrophysicists. We got Honey Trapper Sousen. Black Widow. <laughs> we can do anything and the boys can get their tits out. This is why I Hell love yeah. the MCU. <laughs> um, so, in this movie, it's really funny. So, for the past couple of movies, we've had um, people who have started and then not finished. So, in Iron Man, we had Terrence Howard. By the way, I'm more Howard than Cheadle. Just okay, saying. that's fine. Oh. Bye-bye. Um, he left. Then we had Edward Norton to Mark Ruffalo. He's Such a gone. Shame. Uh, and in this one, we had Fandral, who yeah. is one of the Warriors Three. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua Dallas, who gorgeous, looks fantastic. He, this is his first and only appearance mm. uh, in this film. We then replace him in Dark World with Captain Marvel, Shazam, yeah. Zachary, Zachary Levi. Levi. Oh. Yeah, didn't pick go. up on that because he's very dark, and they blonded him up. And just huh. looked weird. He looked hot, but it looked weird. He I looked, liked Josh Dallas, to be well, with you. So did I, especially that scene where they've got... And what I love about Asgard, because obviously it's from the Scandinavian yeah. myths, um, there's just like a sauna, inbuilt sauna in a yeah. room that they're all sitting around. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to sit here and sit just with no top on because I'm Fandral and I can. I loved that scene. Get your tits out. Loved it. <laughs> Thought it was great. Tits out for the girls. Tits out for the so girls. This, <laughs> so this is our, um, yeah, so this is following in line where we get someone who then doesn't go on yeah. into the series. So we're being very um, consistent so far. I also feel that, so Kenneth Branagh, let's talk about Kenneth Branagh for a bit. Girls, do you know who Kenneth Branagh is? No. Nope. Kenneth? Seven hour Hamlet. That's all I have to say to you. <laughs> oh, okay. Doing if I said the name and you don't need to know this person like on a first name basis. If I said Sir Lawrence Olivier, would you know who I'm talking about? No. I feel like we need to leave the room, Gareth. <laughs> oh no, no, we're staying here. <laughs> Sir Lawrence Olivier is probably the world's most famous theatre actor. Oh dear. He is to theatre what Orson Welles was to film. Yes? Would you agree, Gareth? Absolutely. We don't know who that is either. (laughs) If I said Citizen Kane, would you know what I'm talking about? Okay, that one actually rings a bell. Oh, the lack of your bells, though, Sarah, (laughs) is really sad. (laughs) Katie's got no bells. Lawrence Olivier is the Robert Downey Jr. of theatre. Yes. In terms of MCU versus... Now, the next generation one of him is Kenneth Branagh, very famous theatre actor, um, brilliant director too, very inventive, um, very creative, um, and then he branched into film. He did Much Ado About Nothing, which is a Shakespeare show, um, but what he did was he put big name Hollywood stars in it. He put Keanu Reeves in as the evil count, and dear God, that scene with him and Denzel Washington in the stable. That's all I'm saying. It's like it, this. It's like theatre porn. So Kenneth Branagh is amazing as a director. So what I'm looking at the fact that 
the MCU are doing at this point is hiring what I like to call auteur directors. If I say the word auteur, do you know what I'm talking about? I can work it out based on how you use yeah, it in, the in sentence. context. <laughs> and I can't a, figure it out. An auteur, sorry, it's not even auteur, it's auteur. An auteur director is someone like Jean-Luc Godard and Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese. Um, a very strong visual style. Mm-hmm. Um, and also makes very interesting character choices in the works that they okay. pick. Okay, okay. Yeah. does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So if I said Quentin Tarantino, you would understand what I meant by yes. that. Yeah. Well, from a um, theatre point of view, Kenneth Branagh is very much an auteur in the way he directs films because he directs them very theatrically. Yes, he's um, an actor's director. He is an actor's director. But a lot of the cinematography choices in this film too, which as our friend Scott likes to call, Dutch tilts, actually work because it looks like you're reading a comic book it's like the comic book frames when you're looking Mm -hmm. at it so that's a fantastic choice to make um jean favreau fits into that because he was huge in the independent scene in the late 90s so they need someone fresh hip who can do that iron man vibe so they've got him um and even in the next one for first adventure you've got joe johnston who did the rocketeer which is exactly the same style there's exactly the same time period so he understands what's going on when we start to be bought by walt disney we see those kind of things tend to fall yes. away. Yeah. But I feel no, that it was up I feel it was a fantastic choice to make first off because you had such strong entries into yeah. into the MCU. Garrett, do you agree? Yes. So that's why I, I loved I I thought cinematography, the editing, everything was great and it all worked together. We also get our first view of Hawkeye. Yes. I thought his intro was awesome. I thought it was very well done too and I can remember sitting in the cinema with you and we were like, he's here. (gasps) He's arrived. It's an Avenger. What are we going to do? Yeah, it was great. Loved it. Um, what else do I have to talk about? Yes, love director's choices, angles, and characterization. So we talked about this a little bit in the very first episode, but I still don't think Chris Hemsworth is the strongest actor in the world. Because he's not. <laughs> um, and I feel of all the films, this one shows that the most. See, mm, disagree. Oh, okay, all right. And I know what your, I, we'll wait till Ragnarok, but I know what your <laughs> argument is going to be. Um, but he's a very external actor. He's very... I'm going to scrunch my face up and use my hand. And that's fine. Thor's a very external type of person. But there's one scene where he's talking with Loki and Loki's saying, you know, you shouldn't go to Jodenheim. And he's like, well, I'm going to go to Jodenheim. And he's like, oh, no, that's a terrible idea. Go to Jodenheim. <laughs> and you see what an actor is when you look at Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Everything is through the eyes. Acting through the eyes, not like this. <laughs> um, I actually feel, especially when we're getting to the Avengers, I actually feel it, Chris Hemsworth has come good in a way. I'm not going to say he's fantastic because he's not. Um, okay, I'm going to weigh in. Do it. So, I believe do it. that because Kenneth Branagh is an actor's director and I believe one of the things that probably attributed to Chris Hemsworth casting other than the fact that he's six foot five or whatever he is, is the fact that he does impersonate rather well. And every line that is delivered yes. in Thor, you can hear Kenneth Branagh saying it. Every line that he says. You're like, I can hear Kenneth Branagh saying that. Kenneth Branagh's gone like this. It's exactly like me like directing this. people that we know. <laughs> yes, yes. I need you to say it. I need it you to like say it just exact don't don't try and find a character. Just say it exactly <laughs> like this. And as a result, 
he was he had amusement in there. There were different things on there, and he felt it was Thorish and it worked. And Natalie Portman didn't swamp him, which we'll get to her in a second. I've got her next. Yep, that's fine. We'll get to her. <laughs> I feel that in the snapped movie that he was completely lost. The snapped movie. Yeah, yeah. he's jumping the gun. Or two. Okay. <laughs> the snapped movie is he didn't know what to do because we needed Kenneth Brenner on line one. Um, oh, and yeah. then in Avengers, which showed what Joss Whedon was good at, which is not Again, creating an characters. An auteur director. Yeah. yeah. Do not create characters. He was given established characters and got to do what he does best instead of trying to introduce people, which is why Age of Ultron suffered. God, I'm so far ahead. Yeah, come on. Anyway, no, but I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing back. I'm bringing back. I'm bringing back. But what happened in Avengers is Chris Hemsworth was left to his own devices, and I feel that that to me is the one that exposed him as a bad actor because oh, he's okay. they're going... No, but that's good because yeah. that's that's very close to what we were about to watch, so we'll take that on board when we watch it and see if we mm. agree on stuff like that. Mm. Now, Natalie Portman, I just want to get my views about Natalie Portman out there. <laughs> I am... It's not that I'm not a Natalie Portman fan. I may have said that I do hate her a couple of times. <laughs> I don't hate her. I don't know as a person. She seems lovely. Um, but as an actress, I find her very intense. She's done very intense roles, even from a young child, like the first one being Leon or the assassin, I think is what we call here. That was a huge role to take on for a child. Mm. Um, Closer, that was another intense role. That was intense for everyone. Oh, everyone was remember, intense. Remember watching that movie, we were like, what the fuck have we walked into? Oh, God, I've never felt so uncomfortable in a movie in my entire life. It was all, Clive, oh my, just intense. I, you can't ooh. talk to Jude Law like that. Oh, Sorry, coming back. Jude Law. Now we'll be talking mm. about him, and I can tell you what oh, day no, we'll be talking you about him. Now you've the twenty-third of April, we'll be talking about Jude Law. <laughs> I loved in this film that she just had fun with it. Correct. She was sweet and lovely yes. and nice, and like you don't get that in Black Swan. Like even when she's oh. even when she's like downtrodden, she's still freaking intense. The beauty of and what I think defines an amazing actor slash actress, whatever you say is when you find people who are amazing at drama, but then when you put them in a comedy, Meryl Streep, um, Kevin Spacey, yep. a whole bunch of people like this. I can't say his name anymore, can I? Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, when because they understand acting so much as they can deliver comic lines really, really naturally. And the way that she says, oh, my God, yeah. which is not the generic way of saying that, yeah. was hilarious. What got me when he's in the car and he's saying, like, um, oh, is it a good bad yeah. or a bad bad? She's like, I'm not sure okay. yet. And I'm like... Not a lot of people would deliver that line like that. A lot of actresses would just read that and say it as you know. Yeah. I'm not sure yet. Like, yeah. but she doesn't. She brings levity and sweetness and, and love. We're still being intelligent because she's very intelligent. She went to Yale, I think, yeah. and then went and studied in Israel for so many years. Like, um, I love that she could have fun in that, and I think that's what I love most about Jane Foster is all of the joy that she brings to the yeah. role. She's just, she's just. I'm being battered down and don't care and I'm going to keep going. I love her. I think she's great. Correct. Love her. Don't love that they... Not that they fell in love quickly. So we can talk about this now. Oh, wow. Daggers in my eyes again, (laughs) Sarah. Um, The only scene in the movie which I think is falters for me 
is when he gets knocked over by the sentinel and she does like the slow motion run yeah, and no, he's like, like it's over she's like it's not over i'm like you haven't spoken like that with each other like you've kept everything nice and light and fluffy and slightly romantic there's there's no need for the melodrama. I, I felt that was a letdown, personally. Anyone else want to weigh in? Definitely. Good. Many words. Well done. Um, I just think, like, they went from talking about how the universe is a treat, right? And then it's just, like, all this, like, sweet romance and everything, and then there's just passion all of a sudden in the next scene, and it's just like, where did this come from? I just don't fully understand it. But... That's how relationships work. That's fine. Some people it does, though. God, blessings. <laughs> Some people aren't as cynical as us. <laughs> Some people do fall in love pretty quickly. It happens. I, I, yeah, look, I understand. Sorry, it's, not, <laughs> it's not something that, yes, it's like it's been amazingly done scenario, but I forgive it because in one movie he's had to introduce another planet a whole bunch of characters. Yeah. And at the same time go... <laughs> and the love story yeah, that's going to make And I need to throw this like, other yeah. character in. They can't just sort of go, oh, we'll go on one day. Uh, we'll see how we go. Movie's over. Yeah. We'll see you next movie. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. It's one of those things where, yes, one of those movies where, oh, cheesy, we meet like, and suddenly we're in love. It's all a bit yeah. old school in that regard, but I see why it was done. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. way, because that's not the central focus. It's not the love story. It's not a rom-com. Yeah. It's about establishing Because when, be, when he gets the power of Thor back, and she's like, is this like an everyday thing? It's a good look. Yeah, it's a good look. That's their relationship. It's mm. not this, oh, no, it's not over. Yeah. It's not a, that. I feel like if that's where they were going to go, then they should have added more in the scene at the caravan. Yeah. I feel like that was the opportunity well, to kind yeah. of build it before having that. It sort of I just, jumped yeah. and skipped that section. I agree that we... I don't think we needed that melodrama thing. I think the scene of the caravan yeah. did exactly what it needed yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. And that could have been enough and it could have been, hey, do you want to come with me to ask her? Oh, would you want to come... Yeah. Yes. She's a scientist. Even I think if she I do. wasn't into him, she was yeah, going to say right? yes. Yeah, <laughs> right? So I think here. that could have been enough of her just going, you know what, I'm going to take a chance rather than we're already in love. Mm. All of the loves. Well, at this point, we're nearly at the end of the movie, but can I just talk for a moment about Idris Elba? Definitely. Um, just because it's yeah. Idris Elba. Um, did you know that Idris Elba is taking over from Will Smith in Suicide Squad Yes, too? you know how? Because I listen to your podcast. Oh, <laughs> we have a listener. Um, by the way, we've got 12 followers on Instagram. Mm. Yep, two more, and we've got the same amount of followers as people that we follow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love um, I love Idris Elba, and I think he just nails Heimdall. Like, I just think he's fantastic. It's and nothing like anything he's ever done, ever. No, and I think it's fantastic that they brought him through all these other films and actually made him quite integral. Yes. Like, towards the end. I think it was great. Um, does anyone want to talk about anything before I get into credits? Yes, I want to talk about how much I hate Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is interesting because I actually enjoyed his character in The Avengers. No, see, I thought he was boring as batshit in Avengers. Okay. So my issue with Stellan Skarsgård goes to the fact that if there's ever a Swedish character, it's always him. Yeah. Rigor, it's him. Yeah. If there's a Swedish character over the age of 40, you cast Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> you don't cast anyone else. To the point that when they cast him in Mamma Mia, we couldn't have him as the Australian, which is what the character's meant to be. We had to make him a Swedish character. It just, no. I've got to say, I didn't understand his casting as Orlando Bloom's father in the Pirates of the Caribbean no. movies. I didn't Not at that. all of all the, oh, you're a spitting image of your father. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, Alexander Skarsgård yeah, is right? the spitting image of We've his gone father. from the jaw-faced twat to the round-faced <laughs> old man. Makes no sense. But, yeah, no, I don't, it's this whole thing of, like, 
everyone's playing other things. Like Benedict Cumberbatch is doing American accents. Tom Holland's doing American accents. Everyone's doing accents and not playing where they're from. Chris Hemsworth's doing weird Asgardian accents. He's trying. So, yeah, right. Okay, he's <laughs> I'll, trying. I'll give him that. He's trying. Yeah. But everyone's doing things and playing outside the characters, and then we go, oh, we need a Swedish character. It has to be Skill and Skarsgård. We can't possibly get another person in and go, can you possibly talk Swedish? Even he doesn't sound Swedish. I'm going to throw Hate. a hammer <laughs> into proceedings, and you're probably going to knock me down. Yeah. But they are called Norsemiths. So why didn't we get a Norwegian person? Like, Mads Mikkelsen, he could have been quite good. I mean, I know we ended up in Doctor Strange, but there's someone. Or an actor with an accent. Like every other character in the MCU. <laughs> like, why is suddenly Scandinavia the singer of, like, Jesus Christ? They have to be from Scandinavia. Because I'll probably kill you, but that's not the point. It, yeah, it just annoys me. <laughs> but doesn't it have to be from Scandinavia because it's Thor and it's where the myths are from? Is that not why they made Eric Selvig Eric Selvig? Yeah, that's fine, but it doesn't need to be played by. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need this to be Scarsgard. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's it. It's just as soon as there is a Scandinavian Swedish person, it's him. So it could have been Johnny Depp with an accent. Yeah, is what you're like saying. absolutely fine, and that's quite quite hot. Um, <laughs> but like, oh my girl god, girl, the dragon tattoo. Oh, it's in Sweden, so it has to be him. Like everything, everything where there's a Swedish character, it's that man. It's like surely there's another Swedish actor in the world. I actually really enjoy... Oh, no, I'm going to get this completely wrong, so I'm not going to say it's fine. Uh, She doesn't enjoy anything. um, (laughs) Anyone else have anything to add about Thor? We've discussed the nipples, so I'm out. You're out? You're good? Amazing. I love that's what you have to say. She took notes. She went, I took notes. Titties. (laughs) Good, 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 good. Katie, anything else you want to talk about? No, that's covered. Okay, Gareth, anything else? I think I've about? vented everything I need to vent about. Okay. Now, I can't remember from Iron Man 2 because I only watched it two days ago. <laughs> um, but I believe this is the first movie where we actually get the so-and-so will return in. Correct. Because mm-hmm. we get Thor will return in Avengers. Correct. And I'm like, well, hello. That's the point where we got to. This is going ahead now no matter what How you do. How are yeah. Yeah. So um, we also, sorry, I said that we saw Hawkeye for the first time. We also got Agent Sitwell for the first time as well, mm-hmm. who becomes yeah. a little bit integral later on. Um, was he, just a question for Katie, because Katie watches all of like the TV shows. Oh, this seems risky. Yep. Was he in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. Right. But was he in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. pre Winter Soldier Civil War? Which one was it? Where Hydra infiltrated? Yes. So yeah. and was he in it afterwards or yes. okay all right cool so that's interesting yeah. well, I quite like his character and it isn't really fleshed out in the movies so. yeah no you get a lot, a more, lot more of him in Agents of Shield okay all right cool yeah. all right um, okay so credits we actually got the animated credits for this one so mm-hmm. we get the universe happening yeah um, which we didn't get for Iron Man two no mid credit sequence yet but then we have the end credits you do know when the mid credit sequence came in first of all. No, and that's, I can't remember and that's what I'm waiting to find out. So don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Don't ruin it. Don't tell me. It's really obvious. Yeah, but it's fine. I'm trying to remember things. That's my challenge. That's why I'm watching these films. So you're not going to remember, you're just going to watch it until you find out. That's I'm, not really remembering. I could just tell you. Please don't tell me. Okay, I won't tell you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't like He's looking at me evilly, everyone. Um, so, no big credit sequence, but in the end, we meet Nick Fury, being all... I like Samuel L. I'm Samuel not going to lie. <laughs> Samuel motherfucker Jackson. Jackson yeah. He's great. Um, you once called me the Samuel Jackson of the Central Coast, and I, I totally did. enjoyed it. She's in everything. <laughs> 
Um, it's true. I was at one point. No more. Um, we find the Tesseract. We find the Tesseract for the first time. This fucking Tesseract, which ends up everywhere. Um, so this is our introduction to the Infinity Stones, isn't it? Correct. Wow. Yes. We're getting into shit now. Hell now, here's yeah. a question for you. What's the interface one? Avengers is the end of phase one. Brilliant. Thank you so much. It wasn't a, it <laughs> was a lot of pressing oh, like, Wow. <laughs> it wasn't a test. It was actually no, okay, a yeah, question. No, Avengers is the end of phase one. So we're nearly at the end of phase one, everyone. I think right. we've done really, really well. You've done amazingly. I haven't done it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was fantastic. So the other ones have just been introducing characters and going, there's an Avenger initiative, there's an mm. Avenger initiative, there's a... Now, I will say this, though, and it pissed me off in Iron Man, is that wow. everyone calls it the Avenger initiative, and spoiler alert, even in Captain Marvel, he types the Avenger initiative. In Iron Man 2, he gives the file to Tony Stark Avengers. and says, Avengers initiative. Oh, I'm like, no, no, consistency, no. Anyway. Tony Stark even says... In Avengers. They all say Avenger. Yeah. So I like to say... Sorry, I've, I've made a mistake. Pepper Pop says, is this about the Avengers initiative, which I know nothing about? Oh. So she says it. Whatever. Croc. Goddamn Gwyneth Screenwriting Paltrow. continuity. <laughs> yeah, I know. Prop making. Mm. Um, so I think the only thing... No, we have two things left to do. We have two things left to do. I'm excited. Katie... What are these cocktails? Oh. <laughs> Look, they're interesting. They, so, they are interesting, <laughs> listeners. The request was that the cocktail needed to be named after a horse. <laughs> True. So, now, wait a minute. Viewers, listeners, you might be watching us. Who knows? I might have people in my backyard in the window. The command centre was breached the other day. Who knows? Um, listeners... Why do we think it's called that? Because Thor says, Gareth... I need a horse. Needs a horse. And at the, at the end of a long day, we all need a horse. So, yes, keep going. Um, so this one happened to be called The Mule when I was searching online today. And I figured, you know what? It's kind of our equivalent of a horse, so I'll go with it. So this is now The Nordic Horse. Yeah, <laughs> or the Nine Realms, I think, was the other name. Nine Realms, the amount of things in it has to be called Nine Realms. With the exceptionally Scandinavian fruit that is the lemon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thrown in for good measure. Yeah, brilliant. With, um, some ginger beer. Mm. Some uh, club solo. Some caramel. Vodka, mm. and then the lemon. Wow. You can taste actual. all of them. Now, why is it called the Nine Realms, Gareth? <laughs> because you can taste the Nine Realms. <laughs> individually. Individually. <laughs> Nothing has mixed. There are separate realms that need to be conquered by your mouth. All your mouth as well. is Asgard. <laughs> Asgard. Asgard. The contents is the Nine Realms. Now, before we get to um, how we're going to rate the film... Um, Gareth said that the Russo brothers have announced what movies you need to watch directly before Endgame. Is that correct? Yes. They've announced that the two movies, if you're going to watch everything, watch everything. But there are two movies that you need to watch that have the most tie-ins with Endgame. And they are Gareth. Avengers Infinity War. Shock horror. Stop it. I know. Who'd have thought? And Captain America Civil War. 
Oh, I'm fine for that scene where Steve's got the helicopter and the T-shirt and the helicopter and the (laughs) T-shirt. Happily we'll watch that. Interesting. So I think we're at the time where we give this some Infinity Stones. Yes. All right. This is an exciting bit. So we're going to go... We'll go this way. Mm. So Gareth is last Mm. being our special guest. Yay! I'm going to give it five Infinity Stones. I think I'm going to go four. Okay. Hmm. I'm also going for. Brilliant. Gareth? Please remember that it is my favourite phase one movie. Yeah. I'm giving it three and a half. <gasps> Can't That's do half awful. Infinity We're not doing stones. half Infinity Stones. Three and a half. <laughs> we make the rules and he, he just fucks rules, them yeah. up. He does his <laughs> own thing. when he feels like it. I am going to mm-hmm. ask why I'm giving it three and a half, but can you just give it three? No, I can't. What about four, though? <laughs> yeah, what about four, I'll though? escalate it to four for funsies. Brilliant. Now, why the school? Why that school? Because it's good. Oh, okay. No, okay. It's so great. The reason why is, as I mentioned before, the thing I love about it is it managed to create... It, it introduced us to planets and galaxies and all that sort of stuff into the MCU and did that exceptionally successfully. Um... It wasn't Jaywood's... It's achieved its goal as being yet another... Um, what's the word? Origin story. Yes. After we sort of thrown out a lot of origin stories. In there. Without actually being an origin story Without. because it's the inverse, isn't it? Because it's yeah. all about the normal person getting their powers where this person had the powers and he loses them. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Um, it really gives us... I mean, I did love Mickey Rourke in... Iron Man 2. Right? It's great, and Justin Hammer's just hilarious, but it, it gave us Loki. And oh, Loki has yeah. yeah. gone from Hell being the yeah. villain in the first movie to an Avenger now that everyone wants to come back from that life. everyone has cried yeah, about. Yeah, right? And we've cried over this guy we finally were, dying. The first five minutes, and we're like, no, nah, <gasps> we're out of this film. Done. Tears. This isn't happening. Tears. So the fact that it's created that, the fact that it was Kenneth Branagh, like it was the first, as I mentioned, actors, director sort of movie that sort of. There was comedy into it. The characters were... It was... Yeah. Like, she was sweet. Yeah. He was given stuff to work with. There was just... There's a whole bunch of things. <laughs> I love that. She did this. He was given things He was things given to things with. to work with. I have a soft spot for Thor. Yeah. It is the first time we have the Infinity Stones. There's too many things that escalate it. Yeah. Way above. And that's why it sort of sits as my favourite in that area sort of thing. And that's fine. But I'm finding that it's a low score. To give something that's your favourite. Okay, so I've given it a four Yeah, my favourite phase one. Yeah, my favourite phase one. Okay. I have one gauntlet that I will give okay. out of all of them. All right, that's and fine. two fives I'll I give don't out want it. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. Don't even ask me. Well. <laughs> so we're, hmm? we're going to already sort it out. You're like, this is what I will give these ones. Like, um, I know exactly where. Amazing. <laughs> so we will average them out. So, so far Iron Man has, a, has five Infinity Stones. <laughs> Hulk got one Infinity Stone. That's only for Edward Norton. It's very generous. I love him. Sure and Iron Man it. 2 got five. So I will put your four in, your three fours and my five, and we'll average that out, and then uh, we'll do a tracking thing, I think. Mm. Sounds good. Um, well, thank you so much, everyone, for coming along. It is yeah. late at night, and um, I'm sorry that you haven't eaten your lasagna yet. I'm but there so is, excited about it. There is time, Sarah, for your <laughs> lasagna. Thank you. So... Um, I'm a little bit excited about tomorrow. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's Captain America First Avenger. I may need to sit on a towel because I may wet myself. Because <laughs> I love him so, so much. Um, so, 
until then, when I probably won't be able to speak on the podcast because I'm fangirling too much, uh, don't be a fucking casual. And we, we will deep fry your kebabs. They're so well trained. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Gareth. Bye. Bye.